Welcome to The Howler. Your look at the state of Wolfpack athletics. Now here are your hosts, Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Welcome back. Another week, another edition of The Howler. Ethan Berry and Thomas Overton. Alongside you once again, Thomas. I hope you had a better week than NC State basketball. I was going to say, can't complain, but uh, yeah, it wasn't the best weekend. <laughs> Sports-wise, you know. I like the Ricky Fowler one on the PGA Tour, so that made me happy because the Super Bowl was really boring. So The PGA Tour? Yeah. It's February. I didn't know the PGA Tour was going on. It's, they started wraparound seasons, uh, I don't know how long ago, probably almost 10 years, where they pick up back in October and play a few tournaments, and then they pick up uh, late January, early February. So we've got the players moved to March. That would be exciting next month, and then obviously the Masters in April geared up for that. So I guess when you play all your tournaments in Florida – Arizona right. and California, it's, it's That's right. probably like 70 every day. but um, So that makes it a lot easier. But we're going to uh, talk about some NC State basketball. Uh, I think we can start with the women's team. Their uh, incredible run of 21 games in a row uh, came to an end. UNC Chapel Hill beat them. I want to say the final score was 64-53. to 53. Um, And it was a disappointing way for it to end. Uh, UNC Chapel Hill beat two top ten teams in a row. They beat number one Notre Dame, which I want to say the last time an unranked team beat the number one team in the country in women's basketball. It had been something like ten years. So that tells you how rare those upsets are. And then they turned around and beat NC State, um, who was the lone undefeated team left. And uh, so a good week for them, bad week for NC State. Um, but Thomas, what you know, 21 games in a row, down two starters, down a third rotational piece. You only have three guards on the entire right. roster who can play. I mean, what do you think that says? Yeah, about I mean, 21 games in a row is absolutely incredible. Uh, even like even at 10 games, that's incredible in itself. And for you to win 21 without having like you could have had a poor game, but obviously not poor enough to lose. Um, eventually, you thought with all the injuries, just you know, and the tough competition, the ACC, it would probably catch up with you, but. Uh, you know, you'd rather lose now than in March, obviously. We say that a lot for the men. So, yeah. you know, only the women shot horribly, just like the men when they played Carolina. I think they only scored 19 points in the entire second half. We're leading at halftime, but then didn't really score in the second half. So, yeah. you know, not much you can really do there. If the ball is not going in, you can play as well as you want, and it can bounce out all day, and that's basketball. So. Yeah. Um, no, I'm with you. I was at the game, and that's pretty much what happened. They started missing a lot of shots. And um, they they wore down, and and that's been a theme. I think they they have to win games, they have to win close games, and they have to win ugly. They can't beat teams seventy to right sixty five or something. They have to the score has to be in the fifties just because they don't have enough players right to keep up. And um, you know Grace Hunter was the leading scorer, and she was out for the year, so that's fifteen points per game you lost right there. Um, but nonetheless, an incredible streak. We'll see where their season goes from now. I think my sense from watching them was uh, you could kind of see the pressure adding up. Right. And, and you're playing tighter. Like, you know, the fact that they were able to go that long as the only undefeated team was really impressive because all eyes are on you every game and you're getting every team's best shot. Um, and it, it can just be a lot, especially, like I said, you only have six, seven players in the rotation. Um, but – We'll see what happens. Uh, 
Yeah, some tough games coming up uh, at Florida State, at Syracuse, and then at home for the play for K game against Notre Dame. So all ranked teams, you know, you'd like to see them bounce back and hopefully win at least one, obviously probably two, um, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I did some research a while back. The last team to win the ACC women's regular season title without with more than one loss was Duke in 2011. Yeah. So that tells you, you know, just how hard it is. And uh, so State pretty much – if State wa runs the table, they'll win the ACC. Right, because you still get to play Notre Dame. I think right now they're tied with Notre and Dame Louisville. at one loss and Louisville also one yeah. loss. So. And both of those teams are on the schedule. Yeah, I get to play both of them. Carolina again – yeah, finish up with Miami, who's also a good ball club. So, you know, lots of room to, like, add a lot of resume builders just looking at the schedule. You know, only two unranked teams the last, what, seven, eight games? I don't know what it is. But, you know, lots of build that resume going into March, hopefully get a run in the ACC tournament, if not win the whole thing, and get ready to host uh, for the big dance. Yeah, I, I think that's got to be the goal right now. Is It's kind of disappointing to be talking about a team that's 21-1 and one and right. you say – like, that's a team that should be, should be competing for the conference championship. But because of the injuries, it's just – I don't know if that's if that's in the cards this year. Right. Maybe it is. We'll yeah. see. But beating – you know, winning these three games against Florida State, Louisville, two of those on the road, and then coming back home to face Notre Dame, who's the defending champs, and then you have to go on the road to Louisville later on. Yeah. That's a tall task to run that table. So I think your goal has to be, you know – Get, make sure you get a top four seed in the ACC and then yes. make sure you get a top four seed in the NCAA. Yes. I think those are all attainable. I mean, they're what, eight and one right now? Is that right? I think so. Eight and one. So they've got seven games left. If you go four and three in the mm -hmm. ACC the rest of the way, you're getting a top four seed in the NCAA. Yeah, I look for them to get the three seed in the conference, obviously that double bye. Yeah. Uh, win I think a few they, could, games. they could get the two seed. Right, they could. They I, they, I think they'd have to knock off either Notre Dame or Louisville to hold that oh, tiebreaker sure there. Would. Yeah. So definitely still on the table, obviously. But um, look for them to be top four in the ACC and the NCAA tournament. And we'll see. Maybe with this pressure off their back of being the only undefeated team, maybe right. they start to play better yeah. and uh, uh, pick it up down the stretch. Uh, but regardless, it's been – uh, really incredible streak, and they're only going up from here. Grace Hunter will be back next year. Kaylee Ely should be back, and um, I think that could be a team. They've got a really good freshman class coming in as well. One of the recruits is a McDonald's All-American. I think that's a team that could compete for a uh, for the regular season championship and maybe be a Final Four contender. But uh, that's next year. This is now uh, twenty-one and zero is is a great start. Right. Uh, so now we can shift over to men's, and I'm not really sure where to start with that. <laughs> yeah, I have no clue. So uh, I didn't watch the game Saturday, nor did I care to look at any of the highlights. So yeah. were you there? Yeah, I was there. You can tell us about that. That'd be great. Um, the weird thing was I thought State was a lot better than Virginia Tech in the first half. Yeah. It wasn't like Virginia Tech was playing some lockdown incredible defense. State was missing shots. A lot of shots, right? Obviously, but they were all they were in the first half. They were all open shots, right? They couldn't get a layup to go down, and at one point in the first half, it felt like every shot was going in and out. And I felt the same way in the Chapel Hill game when State got down. What was it? Was it fourteen nothing? State got down. State got down big early, right? The first time Raleigh, they played, yeah, yeah. I think it was fourteen to two or twelve nothing, something like that. Yeah, something so. like that. 
it felt the exact same way because there were so many shots going in and out. Right. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me being upset. But I've never – I feel like I've never seen a team have so many shots go halfway down right. and come back out. And that's exactly what happened in the first half. I was not impressed with Virginia Tech at all. I, I was talking to somebody at the game, and I don't remember if, if we talked about this here, but I was not impressed with Wisconsin either. No. I was less impressed with Virginia Tech yeah. than I was with Obviously Wisconsin. Obviously no, no Justin Robinson, right? Right. And that's but the, still. That's the caveat. Right. You give them a pass because their best player is out. Yeah. Um, and then in the second half, give credit to Virginia Tech. They, they did turn up the defense. Their defense was a lot better in the second half. But at the same time, you could tell state mentally was just like, what are, like, what do we do? Right. And I don't blame them. <laughs> like, I mean, basketball, in my opinion, is probably – it's almost as, as mentally challenging as golf. I don't know if you play golf, but, you know, golf's just you and yourself. And when the ball's not going in the hoop in basketball, you have to see it go in a few times, in my yeah. opinion. Somehow a dunk, a layup for them to start falling, and we could obviously see that nothing went in Saturday, so – but you're saying you'd say they took open shots, decent shots. They just weren't going Especially in. Especially in the first yeah, half. Yeah, the first half. Probably yeah. the second half I feel they got might have gotten a little desperate. Right. Um, trying and, to catch up. And the up. defense was better Yeah. Virginia Tech. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I felt like – I feel like this is a bad time to have a podcast because we just saw the worst NC State has played in over a year. Right. I'd go back to the Notre Dame and Clemson games on the road to start ACC last year when State – Lost by thirty, right? And and this is, I feel like the mentality of state fans right now is, we suck. This is the worst two game stretch we've ever had, right? And we're not going to make the NCAA tournament. Do you feel like that's? Oh, that's definitely the mentality or the feeling. Um, then you got to keep in mind that you're still. Uh, I don't even know anymore. You've only lost seven times. You're pretty close to twenty wins, which I know we talked at the beginning of the season. Uh, we thought you had to get to. So definitely still a chance to finish at 500 or above 500 in the ACC, which in the ACC I think is a pretty good accomplishment. But now you're staring, you know, six, seven, eight seed in the face uh, for the ACC tournament. And we know yeah. obviously wanted to win some games and have a chance at that four seed, but that's way out of the picture now. So Right. I, last year, like I said, State started 0-2 and, and was coming back to face Duke without – State did not have Markel Johnson. Right. And they had just lost by 30 two games in a row to lesser teams. And then State turned it around, beat Duke, obviously, handled Duke, really. Right. And then uh, went and miraculously beat Clemson after blowing, like, a 15-point lead in the last two minutes. But State turned it around when it looked at the d- looked bleaker than it does right now. Right. And I think, like, you're, you're making a mistake if you're giving up on this State team. I right. Think. I think the defense – do you have the Ken Palm numbers in front of you? The defense yes. has gotten so much better. And last night, notwithstanding, I didn't think there was anything State could do last night to stop them. I, I don't know how you felt about oh, it. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, Carolina, obviously I've talked about them, I think, almost every week because I enjoy watching them play basketball. I think they're a great basketball team, um, especially when I think the last six games they've averaged really close to 50% from the floor. Last night was 56, and then you throw in all their – Second chance points, offensive rebounds. Don't get me started on the offense. Right. Okay, rebounds. but still, but yeah. that you you could say they're one of the best offensive rebounding teams they in are. the country. So they, they obviously are, have and those. There's a reason. For yes, it. I know, but still, <laughs> the stats don't lie. So uh, all those second chance points with them shooting the ball at such an extremely high rate. I've said this before. I don't think anybody can beat them. Maybe Duke when they play like that. In my opinion, I think Virginia can beat them. Okay. State's adjusted defensive rating 
is 49th in the country after the debacle that happened last night. Yeah. So the way I understand that is you give up. I don't know if this is right or not at all, um, but State gives up .95 points per possession on defense is what I believe that that's means. I might be totally off on that, but um, – yeah, so we'd say, you know, that's almost a point, and I think in most games you have about, what, 70 possessions well, a game? Well, this says state averages 72.3 possessions per game. That's what the tempo is. Okay. I know that. So my point being, after that debacle last night, the defense is still top 50 in the country, right. and that's almost 30 points better than it was earlier in ACC play. So the defense has been much better against Clemson. It was much better against Virginia. And it was much better against Virginia Tech. And those are all top ten offenses right. in the country. Yes. So the defense has gotten better, and that's the key. I think this is more big picture for me, but to me, State has gotten the defense to a point where, and they've got to continue to get better, but the defense has gotten to a point where it's going to uh, – an NC State NCAA tournament run is going to come down to whether or not you make threes. Right. I think you're going to get enough stops, but you're not going to get to the free throw line, and right. you're going to shoot a bunch of threes. Right. Are you going to make the threes? To me, that's what an NCAA tournament game is going to come down to. Yeah, I think if you can hold teams, I think State's doing a good job holding teams right there around 70, which in the ACC, obviously, excellent scoring offenses. You haven't played Duke yet, but, you know, if you can keep anybody around 70, low 70s, even the mid-70s, you have a pretty good chance yeah. on offense to win. I mean, I don't know if this defensive stat takes in all the free throws State allows it other does. teams to shoot. So, yeah, if you can keep total scoring in the 70s, which means they're probably only making about 50, 55 points from the floor, we'll give them 15-ish free throws a game. Yeah. You know, um, if you can cut down the fouls a little bit come March, play defense like you've been playing defense and make some threes. Yeah, I'll I think they can go deep. So I'll be interested. I don't know about deep, but well, I mean, when two games, hitting, two games hitting, to me is yeah. deep. Sweet 16, okay. I'd call that deep. So. Yeah, that's fine. If you're hitting threes, if they like, we feel so bad about NC State this morning, but a week ago they got a standing ovation at PNC, right? Because they almost beat Virginia. Right. They went toe to toe with Virginia. Should have won the game probably. Right. So, this is State at its worst, and I just. I go back to it. Last year, State looked awful two games in ACC play, and then they were able to turn it around very quickly and go 11-5 and five the rest of the way in the right. ACC. So before we start talking about the NCAA tournament, you have to turn it around now. And, um, you know, I, I, I think State can do it. you got to go 5-3 and three the rest of the way right. to get to 9-9 nine and nine in the ACC. You look at the schedule – Six and two is is doable, right? I think, but the biggest key for me, I don't know how you feel about this moving forward, is you, they got to be mentally ready. Oh yes, because the last two games, the last three games really have just been soul crushing. Right, and I thought State rebounded well. Like considering how the Virginia Tech game won, I thought State rebounded well mentally against Chapel Hill. That was it was a thirty point game in the second half. Right, and State responded to make the score respectable and you know that may not seem like much but I was there two years ago when state was down by 30 in the first half and ended up losing by 50 right this state team was down by 30 and I I told somebody down 30 in the second half I told somebody yesterday that state would have had Roy Williams sweating they did have him sweating it out to an extent but 
there was a stretch of free throws there in the middle of the second half where Chapel Hill went to the line like three or four possessions in a row. And if it wasn't for that stretch, State would have made that game very interesting. I don't yeah. know if you remember that or felt the same way. I mean, honestly, State I was kind of looking at my phone mostly the yeah. second half. You know, I knew what was happening. The sound was on, so... Um, I want to say it was with about 12 minutes left. State turned up the right. pressure. Yeah. And it started to get a little wacko. The game did. It right. just kind of got out of control. And Markel Johnson got called for two touch fouls 40 feet from the basket. And then there were a couple other fouls mixed in there. But if those fouls aren't called, State makes that like a 10-point game. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Like, even when State was down, you know, when they got it down into like 25, 23 you know they fought back right i didn't i obviously didn't think that state was going to win so no. but um no i'm not i knew they were going to make it closer yeah. and keep playing and there was something to play for like yeah i understand like the momentum changed um it didn't what i'm trying to say is it didn't feel like state was ever down by 30 35 or no it didn't it felt like they were more down like 12 the whole game in yeah. my opinion even yeah. though they weren't even close to 12 so yeah. No, I, I'm with you, and that. But that, my point is, that encourages me mentally. Right. Where this team is at, that tells me that okay, they can respond on Saturday when they have to go play Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm not going to talk about the referees, but I will just say that State lost by 17 and was minus 16 at the free throw line. Take with that what you will. And I know the argument is that well, State like. State made it close at the end when the walk-ons were in, but it was the same deal with the free throws. State was right. like minus 23 at one point in the second half. Yeah, from State the free throw line. did uh, – I don't know. They did not play defense without fouling, so we'll just say that. I don't, yeah. And they didn't get to the line either. No, they definitely didn't get the to the line. Half. So. But we're, we're, we're not going to talk about anything about Luke May going over the back or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, the push-offs? Yeah. No. He's or good the, at it. He's the good traveling at it. in the first half. No, we won't talk about that either. You got to give him credit. Oh, he definitely. Is good at it. Yes, he makes it so like you. I had to watch the replay myself two or three times to see. Okay, that could have maybe been called a foul. And for a referee in a split instant, like heck, if you can do that well, like use it to your advantage. You know, because yeah. it's college basketball and we're here to make money. Like no one's here to have a good time or be friends. You know, we're here to make money and win games. It's like and if you can do it well without getting called for it, then kudos to you. So it's like holding in the NFL. Do it on every play. They're not going to call it. Right. If they they call holding maybe three or four times a game, and that's a lot. Right. Right? I watched Bradley Chubb get called for, like, two holdings over three years here. Right? Right. Or an offensive lineman trying to block him. You get right. the point. Yeah. It's the same thing with over the back. They're not going to call it but two or three times a game. Go over the back every play. Right. That's what they do. If they get called – somebody – I saw somebody yesterday say, how good would Luke May be if he played for NC State? suggesting that the foul calls would be different if he was wearing red. I'm not saying that's true. I don't know. I, I think it's an interesting I don't. I don't like the over-the-back. I don't like the rule over-the-back. Technically, in the rule book, in my opinion, it never explicitly says over-the-back. That's yeah. not a foul. There has to be contact. So if someone's just taller and jumps over you and maybe bumps right. you, well, that's a bump. It's not a foul. So either the rule has to be changed or everyone needs to be made aware that there is no actual over-the-back foul in the rule book. There has to be some sort of push, you know, but so I don't know. I remember That one's just tough for me to look at. Should that have been a foul? Should not not have been a foul? Because the rule book, in my opinion, doesn't explain it well. I saw a uh, – there was a play yesterday, I don't know if you remember it, where Nasir Little – Right, yeah. Jumped over two guys. Yes. Jumped over right. with, with quotes there, air yes. quotes. Yeah. And Tim Brando on the broadcast goes, 
man, NC State's got to get bodies on him. Well, Tim, there's two bodies on him right there. Right. Like, what do you want them to do? He just, I don't know if, I don't really think he jumped over them, but he put a hand on them and went over them. Right. And, like, how can you be like, put bodies on him? There's two bodies right there. Like, you're boxing him out. And it's just not getting called. Yeah. It, it is what it is. So well, State got called for an aggressive. It might, I would, I guess, I'd call it an aggressive box out. Uh, it was in the second half. I think it was Jericho Helms, but I'm not sure. Um, looked to me on the first like a, uh, it was definitely aggressive box out, and he might have been holding like you know his arms straight back, which you can't do that. I don't yeah. know. But he was called for a foul on what looked like a box out. Um, and when you've been struggling rebounding this much, like you you like to see the effort for somebody to box out, but then you got called for a foul when you were in good defensive position, and you might have had your arms in the, in a very bad spot, but you know there's not much you can do. So I don't know. Well, I mean, I I think it could have been worse. And yesterday somebody asked me like, why aren't you more upset? And anybody who knows me and has watched games with me knows that I get very right emotional during games, and I wasn't upset yesterday just because. Like, what was State supposed to do? Right. Like, they, that was the best offensive game Chapel Hill will probably ever have. Right. They were plus 16 at the free throw line. They were plus 14 in rebounding, and that was the game right there. Yes. Other than that, State – You know, you got field goals were even. Both teams made yeah. 37 field goals. And three-pointers, Carolina made eight. State only seven, but Carolina shot four more. So you, you, you probably give that up, you know, if you say we're going to give up one extra one, but they're going to shoot four more. You give that up and take your odds, so – yeah, the game won at the at the charity stripe and then in rebounding, for sure, second chance points. But I, I don't know. I just, like, I was proud of the way they played. Like, I was there two years ago right. when State lost by 50, and it was humiliating. Yeah. It was. And, um, you know, State has to deal with foul trouble every time they go there. It just is. I right. think there was, like, five players with two fouls in the first half. That's ridiculous. Yeah. And... Uh, like Dennis Smith two years ago picked up three fouls in the first five minutes of that game. Right. Like, please. Right. So. Yeah, Markell going to the bench with two fouls, and that I think changed the game. I think Thunderburk and Walker somewhere in there, and then that made uh, Helms play down low, which obviously against against most ACC teams isn't going to work, especially against Carolina. So. But know. I was proud of the way they played. Yeah. Like I didn't feel like there was anything they could have done differently. Like they did box out. Right. They lost the f- the free throw battle. Which has happened every game. Like, there's nothing they can do about it at this point. Right. They don't. They don't get to go to the free throw line. That's just. That's just how it is. And there were a lot of ticky tack and one calls. I felt like. Yes. And I was just. I. I don't know. I wasn't really mad at the team. I thought they. They played hard and they made the score respectable at the end, which is. Right. Look, that's a moral victory. But when I was there two years ago, it's a lot better. Trust me. Yeah. So. I watched that game. I, I, I like to say this for fun, and I think it was three minutes into the game, probably less. Well, I think it started out eight to two. Am I right? It was something like that. Two years ago. Right. I don't remember. Exactly. It was awful. And my my sister is a, was a student there, and my brother was about to. He's there now. So, and my mom went there, and we're all watching the game. And I said, "This game's over," and got up and left. And they're all telling me to come back. The game's not over. The game's not over. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, we saw what happened there. So yeah, yeah, definitely like what you're saying. Obviously, they didn't give up. Um, you scored 56 points and a half. That, yeah. I think that's really good, you know, even though you gave up 57, but you were able to score 56. So and I, that's something, like, when you were down by 20, I wasn't expecting them to score 56 points in the second half. And, and I'll add this, too. I thought the offense looked a lot better. There was much more emphasis on taking the ball to the basket. Right. And 
they didn't get rewarded with free throws because that's just not how it works. Right. And how many how many threes did they shoot? Wasn't it like State only shot seventeen. That's that's good. I was expecting like twenty five or thirty. Yeah. Against uh, the bigger defense, Carolina puts out there and. Obviously, like last year, you had to shoot the ball to win, and State made 15 threes. I think they are 15 for 30 last year, and you shot 33 pointers. If you tell me State's going to shoot 33 pointers and win a game, I'll stare you in the face and say no most times, right? Yeah. So, you so, know. Point being, after, you know, 24 points, I thought offensively State did what they needed to do right. last night. And that's something that they can take. That's something that they can take moving forward and say, all right, we have a plan here. Right? Yeah. Like that that's a good defense that they have. Yeah, you want now you just have to somehow get the defensive effort or Well the defensive effort right. has been there. That's well the I mean thing. like the defensive yeah. effort or at least Put the points against Virginia Tech. I don't know. I didn't yeah. watch it, so was Virginia Tech really that bad or did State's defense play that well? We don't know. And I then the offensive effort last night and you should be pretty set, so I thought I mean I talked earlier about this. I thought State's defense was better than Virginia Tech. But yeah. You know, they only gave up 47 points. Right, that's what I'm saying. And that's it really wasn't, good. Right, and it wasn't like Virginia Tech shot some ludicrously low percentage. Right. I want to say they shot like 40%, but playing good defense will make a team shoot 40%. Right. So, look, it was too – it was a bad week. There's no doubt about it, but it's not a wave the white flag. The schedule lightens up. State has been better defensively, obviously, accepting the Chapel Hill game. And offensively, they've they played better last night, and they've reduced the number of threes. They took the ball to the basket more last night, which right. which is what you need to do. Uh, a couple more things I want to talk about um, before we go. Markel Johnson. I don't know how you feel about this, but I'm wondering if his injury against Pittsburgh changed the whole right. dynamic of the season. Yeah, there's definitely that that thought in the back of my head you know we had second half mark hell against auburn um i forget who else it was where he went for like 20 in the second half i think that's really what state's been missing to close out some of these games you know obviously you didn't play at wake okay well you played awful the whole game and you almost came back and if maybe if you had mark hell you would made some epic comeback maybe not at louisville if you'd had all those points in the second half from mark hell and then his also his ability to distribute the ball not just his scoring but especially in my opinion his scoring i think you might you might win that game you know, and then uh, against UVA, he played really well, I thought, in the second half, even though Coach Keats didn't want to play him that much for the game. I think he played almost 20 minutes, right? Or maybe even more, and Coach Keats yeah, didn't said so. he didn't even want to play him that much, but he kind of had to. And you see how close that game was against one of the best teams in the league. And then I don't think he's really bounced back yet. Obviously, we can't tell Virginia Tech nobody scored, so. Um, and then even last night, you know, he sat on the bench, and I was like, dang, he only played, what, 12 or 20 he didn't play that many minutes nearly, so. But those that might have been more because of foul trouble than in 18 minutes. Like, in that game, you yeah. would expect him to play 38 minutes, in my opinion, yeah. if he was healthy and not uh, in foul trouble. So, part of me wonders if he's still kind of lingering from the injury. You know, he's wearing the I think he's wearing the shirt. Is. You know, he never wore the shirt. I think he's got the body pads still there's under there. So There's something going on, and I'm not sure if it's physical or mental. It's right. probably both. But... I think without him at his best, it's tough for State. And, right. like, he's the guy he's the guy who can take other players one-on-one. -on -one. When the offense breaks down and you need a shot right. at the end of the shot clock, he is that guy. But right now, he's not. And I think a lot of it has to do with that injury. Right. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's how it is right now. Yeah. And um, 
we'll see. I mean, it was weird to me because I think Clemson was his first game back, and he played well. Right. He had, like, 16 points on 10 shots or something like that. And you're like, okay, Markel's back. Well, now the last three games he hasn't really done anything. I thought he looked better yesterday, but he had to deal with foul trouble. Right. But um, I, I don't know, like, where – I don't know where he is yeah. mentally. And I think moving forward, if State has a tentative Markel Johnson, going 5-3 and three is going to be an uphill battle. Definitely. You know, I think he's State's, as far as the team goes, State's best player um, or influences the team the most. We could also say that, you know, with his scoring ability, obviously we've seen that. You'd like to see him up in the, the high teens, low 20s, I think, every game. That gives him a chance to score and distribute the ball. Uh, which is almost more important. So I think he rebounds well for his size. If he play defense without fouling, uh, sometimes I think he uses his hands too much. But obviously, you know, he wants that steal, breakaway, slam, yeah. uh, slam dunk, which would be super nice. But, um, you know, got to play defense without fouling and stay on the court um, and stay healthy. So, you know, with Markell at 100%, I definitely see State with the chance to finish 6-2. and two. Yeah. Uh, With him not, I think with all the road games, even 4-4 four and four might be a struggle. So we'll see, though. Yeah. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to touch on, I don't think State has done a good job of controlling the tempo. No. Um, going back to the Clemson game, I mean, Clemson, Virginia, Virginia Tech, all three of them walked the ball up the floor right. every time. Yeah. And I, I think State forced a few turnovers against Virginia Tech. And in the second half against Virginia, they really ramped up the defense and were able to do what they wanted, and that was how they got back in the game. But other than that, State has been playing at other teams' tempo. And right. Keats's system doesn't work when you're not playing at your speed. And last night the game was fast. Right. It was really fast, yeah. obviously. But I don't know if you felt this way. I felt like they controlled the tempo. Oh, definitely. And, and you know Carolina likes to get up and running down the floor, so you almost you almost have to play backwards, I think, against Carolina. You want to you, you want to run yourself up and down the floor, but you really want to press them and make them slow it down. The problem is I think they're one of the best at breaking the press. We saw that a few times in easy dunk. So, you I, know. I'll just say this. I think Keats is going to struggle against them right. for as long as he tries to um, play his system against them. The old saying is you can't beat – I think the example is like Alabama. You can't beat Alabama by running the ball. You have to make them play your game. Right. And – like, Chapel Hill is a great team in transition. You cannot try to speed them up. It doesn't work. Right. You cannot try to run the ball down Alabama's throat. It doesn't work. There's other examples of teams that have, like, known for their styles, right? You cannot, against Virginia, you cannot win a slowdown game against them. The way to beat them is to speed them up. Right. And there's examples of that. And I feel like they are a perfect example. You cannot outrun them right. under Roy Williams. You yeah. can't do it. And that's not to say State will never beat them. Obviously, State won last year. But I would be surprised to see Keats go win more than 30% of the games right. against them trying to do this. Maybe Roy Williams retires next year. doesn't matter. But, I, I, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. But I think Keats will struggle against Roy Williams running this system. Yeah. And that was the one thing I liked about Gottfried. He understood that to beat them, you had to slow it down. Yes. And – I'm not saying Keats should change the system, but if you want to win that game, I feel personally, I feel like that's what you have to do. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't know. It worked last year. Maybe 
I don't know. We'll see what happens. Maybe state sees him again in the tournament or next year. Um, but whatever. That's just my thoughts on that. And um, state state needs to get back to controlling the tempo. All right, moving forward. Uh, what does state need to do to get in the NCAA tournament to assure themselves right. of being in the tournament headed into the ACC? To assure themselves, I think you need to finish 500 in the ACC. Yep. In my opinion, so I what's agree. that? Nine and nine, or eight and eight, or whatever nine it is. Nine and nine. Nine and nine. So yeah. Well, nine and four nine, and six. Nine and nine, twenty-one and ten would put you in. Yeah, I think that's or in. And nine. No matter what you do. Yeah. Um, and then if you come in one game shy of 500, I think you need to win. Eight and ten. Yeah. Yeah, if you come in eight and ten. You, uh, you have to at least win one, uh, maybe two, probably not. But you know the problem with state now is they've blown almost all their chances as a re as for excuse me for a resume builder. You know you beat Auburn, but that's looking worse and worse every day. So yeah, uh, you played Carolina twice. You like to win one of those. You didn't. Uh, you played Virginia and Virginia Tech, and those were chances for good wins. And now all you have left is Duke and Florida State. And both of those I are think on the Syracuse road. Syracuse could count, though. Right. I think it'd be like – I think it'd go in that quadrant help. one or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like, But it wouldn't be like top of the resume, which right now I think they're lacking. They don't have a top of the resume win. So. Yeah. And now we're starting to see the Wisconsin – losing the Wisconsin game hurts. Right. And losing the Wake Forest game hurts. Right. We thought at the time it wouldn't be that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But now it's yeah. starting to be like, well, how different would things be if State wins those – those two games um but it is what it is and uh i agree with you state's got to go uh five and three the rest of the way which is totally doable oh definitely you know you've already played looking at the top half of the acc you played virginia you played carolina twice you played louisville you played virginia tech okay well you got syracuse who's ahead of you but you can catch them because you still got to beat them for the ACC standings, Florida State's right ahead of you. You can catch them because you still can beat them. And then everyone else besides Duke is in the lower half. So yeah. uh, definitely chances to, to like make a mini run going into the ACC tournament. And you'd like to see State's had a, a long struggle since the since the league expanded, you know. Uh, there was those years when it was 12 teams of State made it to the semifinal. I think it was three or four years in a row. Yeah. And uh, that's something I think they're missing to help them get into the tournament. So you'd like to see it win a few games there in Charlotte. Uh, heading into the big dance. All right, since you brought it up, State is pretty much guaranteed to be in the 7 through 10 slots. Yes, in the because ACC. I think, oh, well, yeah, just because everyone, in my opinion, in front is so far in front, you know, 8 yeah. and 1, 8 and 1, 8 and 1, 8 and 2, 7 and 3, 7 and 3. I don't think you're going to catch any of them, maybe Syracuse because you get to play them. Okay, so you got Florida State, State, and Clemson all there, 5 and 4, 4 and 6, 3 and 5. Okay, so I think those are the jostling spots for what was it, 7, 8, and 9. And then everyone below Clemson is so far behind, I don't think they'll catch up to State. So Georgia so, Tech, Boston College So is State's down. ninth right now, and you're putting yeah. State in a tier with Florida State and Clemson. Right. Who would you – if you're the eight, nine seed, you'll play the one seed if you win. If you're the ten seed, you'll play the two seed if you win. Right. Of the top three teams, who would you want to see in the ACC tournament? We're a month out, so a lot can change. Right. But it looks like – I'd be stunned if State's not a seven through ten seed. Right. And I would be stunned if – Virginia Duke and Chapel Hill aren't the top three seeds. Yeah. So you're probably facing one of them. Who would you want to see? Well, I'd like to see State. Before I answer that, I want to see how State plays against Duke. I don't think it's going – Yeah, I heard State's game plan was going to be try to run Duke off the floor because that might be your only option. That's which, what I would do. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how they play. Their tempo so. is fast, but if – never mind. We'll talk yeah. about this later. But I think if you can wear Trey Jones down, that's, the, that's how you beat Duke. Yeah, so. The problem is they have – you know, R.J. Barrett, Zion Williamson, 
Cam Reddish, those guys are ball handlers too. Sorry. So these three teams with their first, their, it would be the first game in the conference tournament. Obviously, they'd have almost a week off uh, before that. So uh, if I had to pick one, I'd almost say Virginia. I would say Virginia Just as well. because, you know, you've seen the, the little bit of success you played against them. I think I think Carolina and Duke in the first game at least might be playing some of their best basketball uh, after one of them is just going to lose to the other one. So they're definitely – I don't think they're going to lose another game in a row. Um, and Duke seems to struggle in the NCAA tournament. I don't, they never, in my opinion, don't hardly struggle in the ACC tournament. So I'd probably pick Virginia, which I, means – I would too. And I think Virginia's going to pull it out Saturday against Duke. So I think, I think they'll be the number one seed. The one seed. I yeah. agree, so – Looking forward to that game Saturday. Yeah. Duke win. I think Virginia wins the rematch. Um, obviously, Duke and Carolina play each other twice down the stretch. I think they split those also. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see. Um, what, how do you think State does next week? Actually, we might be taping before the Syracuse game since right. it's on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think they win Saturday, in my opinion, on the road. Um, three losses in a row. Something's got to change. They, I think they'll change something up. I don't know, starters or – game plan or something I think has to change just a little bit. See if you can get something else clicking. Um, you win that one, I think at home uh, you win again against Syracuse. So, But I said that last week and we saw how that happened. So, Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like State goes one and one this okay. week. Okay. Yeah. I don't know I don't know which one it is but right. I, I, I don't know. Pitt, Pitt is struggling. Right. Pitt is on the struggle bus. They're <laughs> driving the struggle bus. Right. States in the back seat, right? You think states got it bad? <laughs> yeah, but you know it's so it's so hard to tell anymore because, in my opinion, each game, as, as the further we get in the season, each game looks so much different from the previous one. Um, Pitt hasn't won yeah. since they beat State, or since they lost to State. That's crazy. That was, that was I believe I think was that they either won the next game and haven't won since then. Yeah, or they lost i think they won one more after they lost the state and then lost the rest but they're struggling right and they have a lot of freshmen but we'll see it's a rematch and the first game really came down to the wire so um we'll see uh, but i as i always like to remind people you're never as bad as you are at your worst and you're never as good as you are at your best right and i thought last night we saw chapel hill's best and state's worst and that was what you got. Right. And I think the hope for State is, all right, this is your worst, and you have to hope that you haven't seen your best yet. Right. That's starting to become a concern of mine was the State team that almost beat Wisconsin and beat Penn State, beat Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, and beat Auburn. Was that the best version of the State team? I don't know. Right. Hopefully not. Yeah. But I'm starting to realize, okay, maybe maybe State, State peaked in the non-conference schedule. Right. But – I think the back half of the ACC, you know, Boston College twice, Wake, Florida State, and Georgia Tech really sets up well I agree. for State to gain some maybe momentum but more more of confidence. Yeah. Be and sure you know, of yourself before March uh, tournament play, NCAA tournament play, because I'll say it again, it's not the best team in March who's playing the best basketball the in March. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to quote that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see if State has better basketball in them. Right. I mean, obviously better than the last couple of days couple games but better than they were early in the season when they were top 20 in the ken palm right oh i wanted to mention that yeah everybody thinks the sky is falling state has been awful the last two two games state is higher right now the lowest point of the season 
they are higher than they were at the end of last season. Now, I don't know where State was throughout last season, but I can't imagine that they were much higher than they were at the end. And so State is 41st right now. They finished last year 46th. So State dropped like 10 spots the last week. Right. And they're still higher than they were last year, and that was an NCAA tournament team. So there's my uh, there's my positivity for the day. Right. Um, but to me, we said it earlier, the biggest thing is, is that Lipscomb at 34? Yeah, I was what? trying to find Syracuse, which I was going the wrong way. Syracuse right down uh, below State at 43. So that's a chance for a good win. Uh, Pitt's nowhere on the list, so, but you still want to beat him. Lipscomb is 34. Wow. Yeah. Here, I'll find Pitt real quick. Yeah, so, you know, you want to Pitt's 74. Okay, that's not that's as bad as I thought it was. Right. So. Uh, so yeah. Uh, it's not. You're saying that it's not the end of. Obviously, not the end of the season. The game. The season's not over. Stuff isn't falling from the sky, and no one's calling for Kevin Keats' job. So lots of basketball to play. Oh, so I know, I know. Yeah. All right, that'll do it for us. We both have. You have state going two and zero next week. I have state going one and one. Right. You know they just went zero and two. I figured uh, if I keep saying two and zero, eventually it'll happen. Right? Eventually it'll happen. Right. Hopefully. All right. Anything else? That should do it. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening to another edition of the Howler. Make sure you check back again next week. Thanks for listening to The Howler, a service of PAC-TV. Find out more at go.ncsu.edu slash sports.